This is Austin Michaels. We are on season two, The Doctrine of Man, episode, I believe, five, I think. And it's on the mind. So, um, <clears throat> we'll look at a few verses. On the mind, and we'll draw conclusions of how uh, important man's mind is, and the uh, which is a faculty of the soul. Now, the doctrine of man covers how God created man in His image, how God created man as a triune nature. How God created man with a free will. And now how God created man specifically looking at his mind. Which is a very important um, part of mankind. That's a very dominant part of mankind. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. And so we have heart, the innermost being, would be your spirit. With your whole soul would be uh, both your body and yourself, and specifically with all your mind is um, specified here. And... So we are told we should love God with all our mind. And that's very important in the Christian walk. In fact, Christians that do not have a sound mind, a transformed mind, a mind used how it's supposed to be used, suffers greatly spiritual loss. We'll go on and explain this. In Ephesians 6.11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now wiles can be translated schemes of the devil. Wiles. Literally method in the Greek is a literal translation. The devil's method is by scheming, using deception, um, all things that trick the mind. Now we are told that we are to pull on the form of God and therefore an army of Christians are fighting and standing against what? Deception and trickeries of the devil. That has to do with the mind. Therefore, Satan's... In Ephesians 6, the probably one of the best passages in spiritual warfare seems to put Satan's main tactic and the God's full church that's fully spiritual as standing against one of the main tactics is deception. Now, therefore, the mind is extremely important in deception. Now, scheme is something that's hidden. It's a plan that, a plot that no one knows about. That's what gives us, gives that plot its strength. Once you start to unveil the plot, 
then um, the plot loses its power. Now, um, it says in Genesis 6, 5, And God saw the wickedness of men was great in the earth, and the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So we find that the mind has the capability capability of imagination literally a form in thought you can create an image an idol a form like uh, you could build an actual sh shelf or stool and you think of that image in your mind and then you build that image in material well we have the power of creating images, pictures in our mind. And therefore we can scheme and plan things in our mind. Think about building stuff or scheming how to take someone else over in our mind. Our mind has the ability of images. Actually creating images. So we can see things in our mind. And it says that man's imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually he all he thought about all day was how to plot and do evil he was only using his mind to imagine evil um, but that's a a a, a faculty of the mind or a, the mind's ability I would say capability is imagination in uh, Luke 5.22 it says but when Jesus perceived their thoughts he answered and said to them why are you reasoning in your hearts now man has the ability to reason that's a use of the mind now that he says the thoughts of his heart uh in imagination it says that why are you reasoning your hearts you have to understand in the Greek they thought the heart was was the um, part of you that could think Jesus is not making a scientific statement Jesus knows that's not what man thinks with but he had to talk on their level one way to explain this is we say the Sun sets and rises well, we know literally the sun doesn't set and rise. And we know that and we still use that term. We know that the earth actually rotates and not the sun actually setting and rising. And um, and so when scripture says the sun sets and rises, you know, the scripture, the Lord God doesn't say in Israel, when the earth rotates a certain way and therefore makes the sun to look like to rise, this is morning, and when it continues to rotate, on its axis in this direction the sun continues to set and the sun doesn't just disappear but goes around the earth the Lord doesn't care to explain every single detail of it because it would be, we lose the main message God gave Israel if he had to explain all the ways that humanity was wrong so that God can use 
um, words that the comment uses doesn't mean he endorses it. And sometimes he does correct it. But that's just, when he says heart, heart can refer to the mind in the scriptures. It's not talking about a literal heart. It's just, um, in English, we can interpret it as a scripture. Especially when the process, the heart thinks that we know that it's talking about the mind. So you have to look at heart in context. So to get back on track, we looked at imagination in Genesis 6-5. And now reasoning. Why are you reasoning in your heart? Now reasoning is man's ability to think through images. Think through logic. If I put board A on board B, can I put board C on next or would that mess it up? Because should I put board C on board B? first and how will I glue them together glue because glue is sticky or nails nails hold better but what's the advantages of glue and nail what's the advantages of the screw and so we can think through logic and reasoning and think through what abilities a nail has compared to a screw has compared to glue has and what why one be more important in what situation and what um the Pharisees are doing they're reasoning in their hearts and I forgot to look up the context of Luke 5.22, but if he's talking about God forgiving the man of his sin, uh, dropping down, it may not be. Um, then um, Jesus knows that they're reasoning their hearts. How can God forgive sins? If uh, Or how can Jesus forgive sins if it's merely a man? Only God can forgive sins. So the point here is that we can reason with our mind. The mind has a power of reasoning. Now in Proverbs chapter 2 verse 2 it says, So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. We have the ability to understand things. Sometimes we look at something and we don't know why this this rules here, or why, how does a car run, or uh, why uh, am I here right now? Uh, why does God say this? Why does the scriptures uh, have this rule? Uh, um, what's the significance of Christ's death on the cross? And God reasons with us and gives us images and explains to us, or scriptures explain to us, reasons. And once we understand, we say, Oh, I see enlightenment in our mind. Our minds start to grasp, get hold of. Oh, that's why this is that way. That's called understanding. Understanding is important in a Christian life. If you do not understand, um, why can't we be circumcised? Why is that so bad? It's just I've cut in the flesh. But if you get circumcised, you think you're saved. Or to just make sure you're saved, or you follow this ritual, and you don't understand that you're doing it just to make sure you're saved, then you could actually go to hell because you're actually trusting something other than Christ alone. Therefore, understanding is important in spiritual life, and there's many things of understanding. If you don't understand prophecy, you'll get confused about what the end time is supposed to be like. If you don't understand the gospels, if you don't understand salvation, you can't get saved. Um, and that understanding comes through the power of the Holy Spirit, partly, but partly we have a will. We have to choose to use our brain, and God 
aids us. Um, so our mind can imagine. We can produce pictures in the mind. We can reason. We can think. We can understand. And of course, uh, Proverbs 2.10 says, When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Now the soul is where the mind is. Uh, not a physical, physiological mind, the actual gray matter of brain, but we're talking about the mind, the reason to think, which is part of soul. And he says that knowledge is pleasant to the soul. Now, the mind can store up knowledge. We can understand things. We can keep facts in our mind, data in our mind. We can memorize verses. That's knowledge. Knowledge is key for understanding. You have to know a bunch of stuff. The more knowledge you know, the more you know things, the more you can start putting things together and use reason and then start understanding things. And when you understand them, you can apply them. So that's knowledge. And so uh, with all that in mind, we can we can come to a key verse and apply all that in Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now it says, don't be conformed to this world. This world is trying to make you conform you to its image. Its image is, oh, it's okay to uh, allow other people to have their rights. Um, it's okay to have a free mind. It's okay, if you can believe whatever you want. Um, it's your body, your choice. Um, you wear what you want. You listen to what you want. You don't have to be religious. Um, it's conforming us to its cultures. He says, do not be conformed to the world and this worldly wisdom, but be transformed, reformed by what? The renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That means that how you do not conform to the world, but how you be transformed to look like Christ, um, is actually saying that, that the mind is a key. And you have to prove. Now, prove is proofs. Prove is to test and to be able to make sure something's true. You have to prove, is this really good? Is this really acceptable? And this is this really God's perfect will? That means you have to have a renewed mind. Um, and so we are told that in man's, the doctrine of man, man's faculty, spirit, soul, and body, the mind is very important in spiritual life. In fact, deception, spiritual warfare has to do with the mind. Understanding prophecy has to do with the mind. Understanding how to reason correctly and imagine what the Bible gives us pictures to, to think of that correctly, to reason correctly, to have understanding and knowledge, all is of the mind. Uh, my teaching is of the mind. Um, I teach the best ability based on what the Spirit has aided me to do. Now the mind is different than perception and sense. That's of the Spirit. But our minds are helping to understand what God's will is. If we sense God's will is this way, but we don't know and we're unsure, we can use our mind to eventually prove or disprove it or to make it more fine-tuned so we know if this really is the will of God or what it means. 
And so it's true that we only sense God's spirit in our spirit and our mind, but yet our mind's so key to understanding the spirit's movements. And so a spiritual man does follow the spirit, but he must use the mind constantly or else he'll be deceived. Because Satan can cause certain stimuli in the brain and thoughts in the brain and emotions and body physical uh, feelings to make you think the Holy Spirit when it's not. And so we really do need a renewed mind. Now, I did put at the end of this a note to myself. The Bible helps you understand and helps you reason, helps you have knowledge and um, gives you pictures and scriptures. And when you read the scriptures, you start understanding how God words things through the prophets and through the apostles. The apostles write down things and the Holy Spirit breathes, somehow inspires those words so that it's the word of God and so by using the word of God and ex and reading it faithfully and reading it in good spirit and asking God, you start to understand God's logic, God's reason, God's thoughts and it actually aids your mind to help you think more like God who created your mind which means your mind will be perfectly used. You'll find that sometimes the most uh, people have gained intelligence in how to think and how to work based on the Bible. The Bible is a power to help your mind know how it ought to be used and how logic you use. Because the Bible gives us the perfect logic of God's logic. And so um, John Bunning is a famous um, preacher who wrote one of the, it's the most sold book in English language other than the Bible of any book in the English world. John Bunning's Pilgrim Progress. Why? You know he was uneducated? You know how he got his education, according to C.S. Lewis? By reading the Bible. By reading the Bible alone, he was able, or at least I think he read the Bible alone, but C.S. Lewis attributes his ability to write one of the best books to his reading the Bible faithfully. And so the Bible itself is a teaching tool. It helps you learn. It helps you think. helps you use logic. It actually makes you more intelligent. So you want a good mind. You have to read the scriptures. Um, and so um, that's actually all I have for the mind. There's a lot more I could go into and say. But this is just an introduction. All my things are just basic teaching. To get you a good overall view. But without understanding the mind and without understanding how to use it um, how can we even talk about spiritual warfare deception mind how we can talk about Christians who are very zealous for the Lord but don't use their mind how can we talk about prophecy uh, we can talk about these things maybe by talking about them by the scriptures you start to understand how to use your mind but um so our mind has to be guarded guard your heart for from it um, comes the issues of life, Proverbs says. You you have to renew your mind in order to prove what God's perfect and good acceptable will is. It says you have to use your mind. A zealous Christian that doesn't want to study doctrines and scriptures carefully can never prove God's perfect will. Um, God can use zealous Christians who preach the gospel because they at least are willing to preach the gospel, but he's limited how he can use them. We find this in church history. Be like Paul. Paul was both zealous and intelligent. 
they're not contradictory. Some people think you can be intelligent, but now you're just a dead theologian, or you're zealous, but you don't really like certain theologians. Well, why not be both like Paul? Um, and so I think both are key that we be zealous, but we always go back to scriptures to find out <laughs> so we're not deceived. And at the same time as we research scriptures, we find God's always pushing us to be spiritual, so we're always zealous to follow his will. And um, so the to review quickly the doctrine of man as a whole, we have spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is our God consciousness where we sense God. Our soul is our self-consciousness. And our body is our, of course, physical world consciousness. We can see, hear, smell, and touch things in the physical world. A soul is where our mind, we think, and our, we choose our will. Those two are almost uh, not the same thing, but they're very closely linked. What I think about is what I'll choose, and what I usually do is because I'm thinking about that. Usually my mind, what I make up in mind to do, I actually end up doing. The will and the mind are inseparable. Um, and so this brings us to our conclusions. Um, spirit, soul, body, they all work together and how they work together properly. Um, this is just a basic. Uh, and so maybe next time I'll talk about spirit, which is um, our spirit, which will help you understand how we actually relate to God himself and then how the soul works with the spirit and man, how our body carries out those commands. Um so God bless you. May he help you understand. And um, um, uh, I pray that God will use this to um, help you in your spiritual journey. God bless.